When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everyone? Coach Colin here, host of Master Your Mindset. So happy that you're here today to learn, to get better, to grow. And we know that you can't just train the body. You can't just train your craft. You have to be intentional. I'm going to emphasize that word with our guests. You have to be intentional about training your mind, how you lead yourself, how you lead others. And we have a special guest today, Matt Miller. Matt Miller is a, a leadership coach. Um, he was a school principal for many, many years, and he consults with businesses, with schools, with leaders, with athletes, how to lead better. And I love following and learning from people who they don't just talk about it, they live it every single day. And we were on this joint uh, group call a few months ago, and you know when you kind of just hear somebody speak, you kind of listen? And you kind of notice there's this like pheromone, there's this energy that's just powerful. And I was like, I need to learn from this guy. And, and every, every year I usually assign myself a few mentors who I'm going to be intentional about learning from. And Matt, no, buddy, I love you. And I've learned so much in these two or three months, we've been texting every week and having these meetings, but I was like, let's get on this podcast and just talk about love, about service, about being free about uh you know parenting about leadership so man dude you're, you're awesome well thank you but i was on that same call with you and i was immediately emailing you saying all right when are we going to get together let's talk you're 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 one i need to start learning from like right away you brought the most energy in the room i was taking notes so um i just i've loved our rhythm ever since we jumped into that zoom call a couple months ago. So, yeah, well, maybe let's just talk about this guys. We don't have a script. We're here. We said, I'm going to press record. We're going to have a conversation. And one of the questions um, I asked Matt pre-show is like, what's a problem we can help others solve right now? How can we, you know, get together and just share me being vulnerable, being dads, being leaders, you know, we both kind of own our own business and we've had, you know, our past life experiences and other roles, but um, I think what you kind of just said is like, how can we serve better, right? How can we love better? So maybe, maybe talk about what shaped you growing up and early, you know, as you did, did you teach first, but like what, what got you in, into this like role? Yeah. So I'm, uh, all I know is you know, for the first 25 years is education. I'm, I'm married to a middle school principal, uh, raised a couple kids, you know, uh, that are through college. Um, and I've always loved kids. And so I was a special education teacher for a couple years, immediately knew the principalship was where I could uh, have the greatest impact. So at a very young age, uh, after only teaching a couple years, I signed my first principal contract and spent the 23 years in that role. And so I've just always loved working with kids and my wife as well. And so we're longtime educators and just trying to make a difference. And then, you know, at, at at a point I decided, you know what, I bet this can work outside of schools. And so uh, I've been working on the corporate side as well, but still have a love for 
schools and, and being involved in schools and, and teachers and educators. So kind of a jack of all trades, master and none. Come on, get out of here. I know you're super humble, but maybe talk about these, these habits, these core values that you brought to, to, to these kids. And you saw these schools just transform because you gave them, here is a roadmap. This is what is important to us. This is what we're going to practice. Yeah, it's, I just had the honor of building one of the first leadership schools uh, here in Missouri. And it was all about giving kids the freedom to experience leadership. Like, so teach them what that is, but then letting them experience it. And just knowing that every kid has genius and uh, that they, they are in control. You know, I think if you talk to a lot of kids, especially high school kids, they don't think they're in control of much. They feel like they're always being told what to do. And so giving them the, letting them realize what is in their circle, you know, and uh, teaching them that they do have control. They need to have a plan. What are the most important things? Like that's all in their circle, right? And then once they, they do that, they can then play well with others, right? So what it is to think win-win, how to be a good listener, how to synergize with others. And so, and what we realized real quick was kids that are four, five, and six years old know what that is. They just see it in a different light and they haven't kind of been, uh, for lack of a better word, kind of beat up like some of us adults, right? They, they have this open paradigm of how they see things, which is just beautiful. Yeah. Can you give us an example when you saw like this actually works? Like this is, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, when you hear a kindergartner say the word proactive or, you know, a second grader say, let's synergize like that alone, right, um, <laughs> is just uh, it's a reminder that we we sometimes don't uh, we sometimes lower that bar. Right. So just keep it high for kids. But I think being a, a former special education teacher, I think where the light bulb really went off was seeing some of our most at risk kids be given the chance to experience leadership. Because back in my day, it was just the student council, right? Or it was just the captain of the team. Um, and we elected certain kids. And not that there's anything wrong with that, right? But when you say every kid is a leader, every kid has genius, it, it opens up. And, and it's actually such a win-win because for that first time, you're looking at a kid who's probably never been told they're a leader. And their eyes, they first, they actually don't believe you at first, right? And then all of a sudden they're like, wow, I, I kind of start believing this. And then you trust them and give them those experiences. And what's really cool is I'll never forget huddling up some of my student council kids after the first year of this, all kids are leaders focus. And I said, hey, what do you think about this? And they're like, well, Mr. Miller, you know, now that you're focused on all kids, right? And they kind of rolled their eyes. Um, we, we get less of your time, but we see the impact it's making on our school because all kids are all in, all kids are engaged. That's that's when you know you have something, right? That's really cool. And I love sitting down with these conversations with thought leaders like yourself. And one of the questions I like to understand is their own framework on how they teach, how they lead, because you obviously have a system, whether you've adopted someone else's system or your system, you have these pillars and this framework that, hey, we're going to break down these seven skills or these seven habits or five habits or 10 habits. For the listeners who don't know your, your program, and you guys have this system in over like 5,000 schools or something unbelievable. Um, maybe, maybe just for like a high level overview, what are these like skills? So it's, uh, we helped Franklin Covey build one of the first leadership schools and now they're in over 5,000 schools. And it's taking the seven habits of highly effective people and doing it with kids. 
and it, you know, they're still in 85% of the fortune 500 companies. And, you know, it used to be a corporate training. And then luckily a lady by the name of Muriel Summers asked, Hey, why aren't we, can we do this with kids? And Dr. Covey's like, I don't know. Why don't you go try it? Right. And then she tried it and it worked. And, um, so it, it, it's habits one, two, and three are reminding kids and adults, by the way, which that's where this starts is you think it's a, it's a kid thing, but actually we come in and train the adults first because, you know, there's a quote that says, if you don't feed the teachers, they eat the kids, right? Like, that's true. Like we got to take care of the adults. And so teaching everyone, you know, what they have control over, right. Staying in their circle. Um, having a now, when you say, when you stay, stay in your circle, you can dig a little deeper because that's a good visual. Yeah. Well, I have it up here and a guy by the name of Collins really pushing me to, to finish this thing called a book that I need to get finished. But it's, it's in essence, realizing like too many times, time, time is our greatest asset, right? But most of us waste a lot of it. And so if we can just focus on those things that we have control over versus the things that we don't, but too many times we get stuck out there, right? And that's what I've learned from you the most, like mentally, like what am I, what am I choosing not to do? You know, not watching the news uh, as much, not spending time on social media, not hanging around negative people, not getting caught in gossip. Like that saves a ton of time right there, right? And so just that, that habit one is, is being proactive, is choosing, choosing what you have control over. And so that's language, right? I've learned a ton of that from you and some of our colleagues with Limitless Minds, like using, you know, proactive language, staying in your circle, being a transition person for others. Like those are all, and hitting that pause button, right? Like just not being in that reactive mode. So there's a lot into that right there, but teaching our kids, right? Teaching our kids what that looks like, you know, them having a mission statement. Like, don't you have like a, I know you have also a family mission statement. It was like happy dinner too, or something like that, right? Yeah, we have, we have systems to pull through. Our, our family slogan is Henderson's help, you know? <laughs> And I asked them, you know, who, who'd you help today at the end of the day? But we, yeah, we do like, you know, breakfast or dinner. We'll play this game where we go around and say, what's one thing that you felt like happy about or joy? Then we say, one, two, three, happy. <laughs> there it is. Well, I knew there was a kind because, but, but teaching families and kids that as well, like that a mission statement is critical, right? Our, our mission statement's right on the door. I can see right here, love family, love others. Same thing, go around the table. What's one thing you did to love family this week? What's one thing you did to love others? And it just centers us, right? But we can, we can have all that in place, but then this habit three comes in and says, first things first, what are the most important? You were talking about that on our pre-call, right? You getting enough sleep? You exercising? You drinking your water? That's the first things first. If we're not taking care of this body and, and, and the mind that's helping it go, doesn't really matter what else is on the on the plan sheet, right? The to-do list, the the get to-do list. So mm -hmm. there, there's so much there, right? But but it's teaching kids all about that. And so once we have those in place, then we can talk about, you know, playing well with others, which is how do we think win-win, which is the hardest for kids, right? Kids are programmed at a very young age that somebody has to win and somebody has to lose. Because you and I, you know, being athletes and, and having kids that are in the athletic world, you know, that that's a tough one because they kind of, they're programmed right away about that. Right. So it's no surprise the kindergartners show up and these are all my crayons, right. They don't have an abundance mindset scarcity. Mm. Right? So like, it's all mine. And if we go out to recess, I'm going to win and you're going to lose no matter what. Right. So, uh, and then listening, like we could go on and on, but 
if there's one thing I've learned in 2020 was just being even a better listener, which I know you're good at. Okay, so I I've, I have I've written five down. So, so six. A control. <laughs> so one. So and, uh, so. Yeah. Uh, so a uh, uh, control is one. Is is language two? So just being proactive is one, right? Habit being two. proactive is one. Got it. Two is begin with the end in mind. Have a plan. Okay. Three is first things first, which in the kid world with your five is work first, then play. Uh-huh. So my neighbors Got out it. here, they're all scooping, scooping the sidewalk early mm-hmm. yesterday morning, right? Work first, then play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, That's good. Yeah. Four's win-win. Five's listen. Yeah. You know, first to understand, then to be understood. And then six is synergize. Empathy. Yep. Synergize. Let's go. I love that word. And then seven comes in and says exactly what you were, you and I were talking about, which is how you taking care of heart, mind, body, and spirit. Like, what are you doing to take care of you? Which I always argued is, should be like one and then come back to the first one, then come back to have it like always got to be taking care of ourselves. It's exactly what you were saying earlier today. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. Um, how about, why don't you share, it's a great exercise for leaders, a great exercise for a friend, a, a coworker, a colleague, a parent, if you have a partner, if you're married. Um, and what I love about Matt is, you know, we always try to like, who can text each other first, like how you doing or what's your plan for today or what, what's a win? <laughs> we just kind of compete who can check in the earliest, you know, which is a good thing. Um, but one thing I really learned from you that was really cool a few weeks ago is you asked people in your family, what can I do to better serve you, to better help you? Maybe, maybe help us with, with that whole thing. I mean, I think that's a great, great uh, um, exercise, but do it with like expecting like nothing in return. Like I'm not doing this because I want something from you. Right. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, there's a lot of things, you know, you and I are married, you and I are parents, you know, we have a, those are our most important relationships. And then there's other circles. Right. But with our most important people, sometimes what I find is those that we love the most sometimes get less of our time and more of our reactive behavior because of everything else all the other people we're trying to serve, which makes no sense, right? They're the ones we love the most. And too many times, those that we love the most, we wait for them to say sorry. We wait for them to say thank you. We wait for them to say, I love you. And that's outside our circle. Like, so the only thing we have in our control is our own behavior in our own. So like I said, just ask the question, how can I be better? How can I be a better husband this week? How can I be a better wife this week? How can I be a better dad? How can I be a better coach? And too many times, I think the third pit, the trap there is too many times we assume what they want or need and we just don't ask the question. And you won't get an answer right away sometimes. They'll be like, hey, what are you up to, right? But eventually they'll be like, I'll never forget asking that to my, my, my son at a very early age. And we would ask it as a family. And when we went around the table and said, hey, how can each member be more intentional this week? He looked at his sister and was like, hey, when I ask you to like, look at something, can you just like, act like you're interested? Like all he wanted was his sister's attention, right? He would have- Validation. Mm -hmm. We would have never got that answer from him unless it wasn't an intentional question, right? Or, you know, when my daughter was home from training in college, 
And I said, how can I be a better dad this week? And she's like, dad, quit buying junk food, man. We, we can't, you know, keep it out of the house. I'm training. Well, I, I didn't think about that. Right. You know, so, you know, or on my fifth year anniversary, before I could get out of bed, my wife said, don't buy me flowers this, this year. And I'm like, wait, what? She's like, yeah, quit wasting money. You want to do something like do the dishes, like do the laundry, clean the house. And here I thought, you know, the flowers were the, were the deposit, but it was actually a withdrawal. So just listen. That's good. Yeah. I love that. That's which is, which is pillar uh, five, but I, I like this concept. And then we have some um, salespeople on, on the podcast checking in. Um, don't be a mind reader. You're not a mind reader. So why would you assume? And I think you said it so perfectly and beautifully is people like you and me who are, you know, speaking, coaching, leading, we're giving all of our energy to other people. And when it's time for us to be with our family, you know, we're not, we're still thinking about that call or thinking about what am I gonna do with this next project? And we're not giving our time, our energy, our focus to the ones that we love. And they're the last people we ask, how can I s- serve you better? How can I be a better dad, a better husband, a better friend? So just going back to the fundamentals and just, you know, caring and listening, listening, which is again, p- pillar five is, is asking the question and win, 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 uh, which is four pillar four. So um, I love that. So maybe that's a challenge for you listeners. Someone that you care about, ask them, how can I serve you better? How can I be the best version of myself to help you? Uh, we, we, we talked about, you know, in our, when we text each other, like our, our, our word and my, and my, my word is free. So Matt will text, Hey, how are you being free today? Or how, how are you feeling, you know, uh, being free And my word this year is free as in, I want to just remove, you know, just, I used to just really worry about self-doubt and how do I look and what are people thinking about me? And, um, I just want to free myself from that, you know, shame or worrying about how I perform and just being fully present and just you know, I'm a person of faith, just letting go and just being free, free to be authentic, free to be myself and like just serve, I mean, serve and love people freely, but maybe talk about your word and, and why you chose that, that word. Well, and it fits into what we just talked about is just being intentional. And so being intentional with myself, as you said, making sure I'm taking care of myself, being intentional with my family and, and uh, my most important people. And so it goes back to, and I want to real quick, when you, when we ask the question for, for our listeners that are going to ask that question, the tendency is going to be to like ask another question or uh, get clarity, like just, just be quiet and just act on what they said. Don't, don't, don't say, yeah, but, or do anything like just whatever they say, just do that. Don't ask any more questions. Like, cause too many times we, we ask why, or like, like, just, just do it. Right. But intentional this year um, in a lot of ways, because here's the deal. At the end of our careers, and we, when we finally hang up the, the whistle and the coach, you know, uh, all those titles, we have our health and our family. That's it. That's it. So we can't, we can't uh, continue to do whatever we're doing at the sacrifice of our health and our most important people. So how are we intentionally making sure that those two are staying solid through everything else that we're finding in our success professionally, most importantly, our significance personally? That's good. A question I get, you know, when I'm doing workshops and people are like, yo, how can I help you guys? Is the, the, the word conflict. How do we deal with that conflict? How do we have a safe place where it's safe to, to bring forth 
issues, concerns, where the other person feels safe, feel heard. Because I think in most um, environments, people don't, they don't talk, they don't share. So any, 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 any tools with that? Uh, this was not planned pre-call, so I'm putting you on, on the spot, man. No, and I think I learned from our friend Trevor more than anything that if we don't talk, right, the average couple is what, 27 minutes or whatever the, the quote was. But what, what I remember Trevor saying was, if we don't talk, then we then our own script starts, right? Which is based on all sorts of, so the more, the more we just have that conversation, right? And boy, if there's never been a time like in our society where we're at these, these opposite ends and how to take a step forward. And I'm, I'm committed, and I don't know what you call it, like the radical middle or what, whatever it is, but how we both can step closer to bringing everything together. Um, I, was in a, I was in a men's group the other day and the theme for the week uh, was choose to lose. And the challenge there was find a relationship where somehow you've drawn, drawn a line in the sand or, you know, you're just choosing not to just choose to lose. And I, I don't, that I try to not to stay in the, the negative paradigm there. I, I like a more positive approach. I know you do as well, but like the premise was, and so a couple stories have already come to that where they just went home and basically asked the question. Right. And, um, so I, I, don't, I don't know if I've really answered your question other than when you really seek to understand like where the other person's coming from. I'll give you a perfect example. We just had a snow day yesterday and the superintendent, I'll send it to you, wrote this long thing like, like I don't like snow days either. I don't like calling school because some of you want to be here, some of you don't. I, I, it's a no-win decision, right? But he just put out there all the things they do in order to call a snow day, right? Starts back in October planning, preparation, getting up in the middle of the night, driving in the roads at 2 a.m., like all these things, right? And the premise was basically like just understanding the process more, right? So I think the same is true in a relationship with a client, like just listening and seeking to understand. And just like that, you know, you're saying, you know, maybe a lot of salespeople are tuning in, like just literally listening and asking the question, how can I better serve you in, in whatever role? I think that that empowers, I'll give you one more example. I was working with a client today and we were working on this, this asking the question, right? And she was honest. She's like, you know what? I'm always the one. I'm always the one that's asking the question. So you know what I did? For a couple of days, I didn't ask the question. And guess what? That person actually came back around and asked me the question. And I reminded her, I'm like, that's what, like that modeling that you did, you know, helped them hopefully reflect on coming back and doing the same. So the only thing we have control over is ourselves. So any focus you have outside that circle, if, if it's others, you have no control. So what can I do? What more can I do? That's good. I think the number one killer of, of culture is not talking, not being open, not sharing. So having systems in place where we connect, I call this the five minute rule before each meeting, we're gonna talk for five minutes on nothing about work. We're gonna talk about, hey, how was your week? What are your kids doing? What, you know, that game or, you know, the, the play you went to? I guess we're not 
outside of our our circle in our home because of COVID. But let's just get to know each other. And that creates connection, that creates trust. You know me on a personal level, or I know what you're going through. But having these uh, um, processes in place, it invites openness. It invites talking. Because when you don't uh, talk and share, the brain's bias to be negative, you're going to come up with these false stories. That's just a natural progression of how the brain works. And by not talking and sharing, you're going to start assuming. And it's just snowball effect. So if we can just get proactive and over-communicate over communicate ask and i love what you said earlier on the advice is ask the question and shut up yeah totally and don't try to um defend one of the worst things we can do even if you're if, if someone's giving you feedback or or you're you're like saying sorry is you defend instead of taking ownership and just listening you know and forgiveness right too many times we say I'll forgive you, but I won't forget. Whoa, 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 that's not forgiveness. Forgiveness is dropping it and saying, I'm done. I'm done carrying the weight because I just realized I'm the only one doing it, right? Just forgiving. Because that's different than reconciliation, right? I don't want to go down too much of a spiritual road here, but like forgiveness is a one, that's just me, right? That's just a one-on-me issue. Reconciliation is when you and I come together and work it out. But step one in that is just forgiveness. So mm-hmm. that's a whole different route. That's, that's cool. But man. what you just said well, earlier, like with team meetings and stuff, so true. Like those first five minutes, we, we uh, part of an organization in our weekly team meetings, those go 20 minutes. And I know there's people that are like, dude, we got work to like, there's a lot of stuff to do this week. Yeah, I know. But we're going to talk about, hey, what's a highlight personally? What's a, what's a mission moment? How are you taking care of yourself? Mm-hmm. Like those are the most important 20 minutes in the entire meeting. So true. Yeah. It's like, you don't, you don't have to be best friends with people, but you should know your people. Totally. Facts. Um, and, and any other, any other like drills to connect better as a group that you can share that, that you've seen work? Well, I think how you just started, like, you know, making sure meetings start off with celebrations, right? Cause negative is, is powerful, right? So how are we choosing to, just celebrate, find, find, seeing the good and so forth. I think what you just said, I think the most important thing we can do is, is pair people up, have an accountability partner within our systems. You know, like you and I, you and I instantly became accountability partners. We instantly started having a weekly rhythm, right? Without even being told to do it. Like, how can we create that system to where the, the you know, there's not one person in charge of ever, like we're all helping ourselves get better. And so I think, I think that's a critical, like you said, with sharing and so forth, but then pairing people up and, and helping each other. Like life's hard, right? There's days we it just, is. and if I think if there's one thing I learned that people are wanting more than anything is that one person that they know will always answer the phone, will always text, will always be there. And they know if they don't answer right away, they'll call right back. Right. Cause there must be something going on, but like just having somebody out there. So mm-hmm. I like to say no one should worry or win alone. My two favorite words are let's go. Not I go, you go. Let's go together. So uh, maybe last question, man. Again, man, I love you, man. So, so great. I'm always taking notes, learning stuff from you. And I can't wait to get my hands on that book once you finish. I'm going to get on, on your tail to make sure that people need the insights and the wisdom that, that you've, you've uh, gained over the years. But knowing what you know now, what would you tell yourself and you can pick a time in your, in your career when 
you're I don't either struggling or needing some some wisdom, maybe as a as a teen, as a kid, early in your in your career. Like, what would be some advice that you would uh, give? Maybe, maybe maybe frame the the environment you're in and what you were going through. And then, hey, if I can give you one or two nuggets. You know what comes to mind that I that I'm just stuck with is you know I'm I'm 50, my kids are you know one's out of college and and one shifts with some gears, but um, I think what I realize now is I wish I would have because man if I would have known you seven years ago, I would have been having them huddle up with you, like I think too many times we think we have to be the ones as parents to like educate them and have them do everything and like teach them all of this. I wish I would have, you know, had my next door neighbor teach Matthew how to drive. I wish I would have had my other next door neighbor spend more time with Grace on her profession and what she does. I wish I, I, I just, I wish I would have leaned on people inside my circle, like neighbors, friends, to be even more influential with my kids, because it would have helped them even more realize that it's just not mom and dad you come to, right? Like we have a whole village here that's that's here to help you. And what it does, it just empowers everybody to to be together more. And so I guess that's my advice that I've been always sharing with, with parents is don't feel like you got to do it by yourself. There's a lot of people, especially people that are my age that are empty nesters that are like, give us some kids. Like I'll say, I wish I lived next to you, man. I'd be picking those kids off left and right, like having them come over and cooking food or showing them how to fix a tire or like just whatever, ride a bike, like uh, maybe not ride a bike. That's a parent thing. Right. But like how to just lean into other people and their strengths and knowing that everybody, everybody has a strength, everybody. Uh, and everybody does want to help just sometimes they don't know how. And so, um, mm -hmm. I don't know if that really answers your question, but I'm I really love it. I think, yeah, so many parents want to um, overparent, a hyper parent, and that's even a phrase where they want to be all, all over, over time, where the kids need some space to create their own ways of thinking, to take their ownership, to, to think for themselves, to process things, because you can't be with them when they're, when they're gone, when they're out of the house. So if they can be resilient, they can teach their own inner confidence, they can experience things outside of you that's going to serve them so much better. And I think I'll just piggyback as we kind of um, wrap this up is what you said pre-call is with your kids is allowing them to, to, to be themselves, allowing them to find themselves where we all have this image of, you know, we'd like your kid to do this, do this, do this, but in the end, they have to take the ownership, right? They do. And, you know, my wife and I are asked, we've been blessed with a couple of great kids and we've made, a million mistakes as parents, right? I think if they, when parents ask, like, if you had one piece of advice, and I just keep saying time, just time with your kids, that's it, just intentional time. And when, when you do that, you just, you learn so much. And, and even if you don't do anything, you're still like just there with them, right? So well, I, I think let's just add another layer time doing what they what they enjoy. You know, instead of what what, what you enjoy, so ask true. the question, what, what do you enjoy? So get, you know, get on your hands and knees, play around, whatever they're into, learn, learn it, if it's music, if it's a game, if it's a, a you know, whatever it is, I think that's just let them let their creativity and them 
being unique and their their self-awareness flow through them and their interests instead of you making them do stuff so um cool man any if they get stuck if they get stuck and be like i don't know then say okay here's three a b or c Mm -hmm. which do you want right then they still have they just want voice and choice like the rest of us that's it yeah yeah, but yeah, we we've tried to expose our kids to everything under the sun and just kind of see what see what sticks where their passion comes. If it comes from the external, it's not going to last. If it comes from the internal, it's going to be way more way more powerful. So, um, you want to let us know where we can find you, you know, if we want to learn more about what's what's going on. Yeah, this is where I realize, like, you know, I don't have a beautiful website like Colin does and and so forth. But again. Uh, I'm not comparing. I'm just, uh, I'm impressed with where you're at, but yeah, my, my Twitter handle is love is key today. And all that is, is just positive energy on things that I see from Colin and others who I follow. I use social media to motivate me and to learn. And so that's my main handle. My website's mattmillerconsulting.com. And, uh, more on that later. I would say Matt, you are my number one retweet go-to. (laughs) <laughs> well i'll just say that i try to always wherever i find it like that's that's my refuel right guys like you and me who pour into others and others that are listening like we have to find we have to fill our glass somehow right and so i do that through i use social media in a positive way if you're negative in my feed you you're blocked like there's no i don't have any time for it right so cool. i appreciate that well matt dude i love you so excited for what's ahead the best is ahead and we end every episode with this core belief The body has limits, but the mind is limitless. Let's go. Let's go, baby.